Welcome, everybody, to the Money Mitch Effect. Another episode this week. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. We've got a great show for you this week. Ian Dunn's here, the panda. We're into May. And I'm look, back, baby. He's back. <laughs> by, by hook or crook. He's back. Uh, a lot on the sports world. You know, thanks for joining the show. Of course. Um, we had uh, an 80 to 1 long shot in the Kentucky Derby, so that kind of started the month off. Wow. I, that was that might have been the greatest, and it's hyperbole for sure. But in terms of an actual horse race, like how do you beat that? I don't think anything will ever beat that. I mean, that's to come from where he did, literally, and like in the in the literal build up to the race and in the actual race itself. Yeah, just that's what you hope. Like as a as a kid watching the Kentucky Derby, you want those big ones to hit. I didn't have any skin in the game this time, though, of course. But uh, yeah, unbelievable fit. backstretch, man. Just one of the better Just sporting moments. It was like watching, like when Usain Bolt, when he took the world record at the Olympics in 2012, maybe 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching those races, that's what it felt like to me. Like it felt like that big of a moment to see that kind of comeback. It was insane. Rich Strike does it. Um, the Great name, too. The, it's a great name. On. There's shirts you could buy that don't even have his picture on it because he was the la- late edition. Like you can get a ho- you can get a 2022 Derby shirt with 20 horses on it, and he was the last one. In, wow, you know, and and I would imagine shout out to the announcer who called the race. That's probably one of the hardest sports to broadcast, where you're just screaming and all these horses are running, and you have to you know keep tabs on everything and keep up the speed. It was it was incredible. And a half of chaos. Yeah, and then it just tried to bite all the other horses after. Yeah, come on, know? who wouldn't, like, man? Just won the Derby. It's feeling good. You wonder if they know if they won the Derby or not. I yeah, I feel like they, I feel like they know. <laughs> I know I've never been a horse, but I feel like they know that they've done something good. Like yeah. every, I think animals and humans kind of know like when you're being adored. Yeah, they know affection. So and it starts making you bite people. Yeah, and then you just start biting. <laughs> uh, that's a good segue into boxing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, good call. Um, <laughs> No, boxing's in a good place. We've been talking about it. I know you're a huge fan. Uh, we saw Canelo lose. Say that again? Hold Canelo on. Canelo lost hold on. for the first time, only the second time in his career, first time since he fought Floyd Mayweather as a, basically a baby. Unbelievable. He went up. Jim Courier's walking nice. by. What's up, guy. Uh, Bivol, who I'll be at, Bivol, I, I didn't really know much about him. I knew he was undefeated. I knew he was Russian. He was training in California. Canelo moves up, and, and first things first, Ian, no shame in taking challenges, regardless no. of how great you are. Muhammad Ali lost a bunch of times. Joe Lewis lost. Sugar Ray Robinson lost. I think undefeated, while it's a great accomplishment, doesn't tell the full story in a boxer's legacy. That said, the story for me was just how real Bivel was. Whoa, man, what a fight. Uh, just to echo what you were saying, Canelo, all the props for going up there to fight him. I mean... His natural weights, he likes to fight at 168. That's that, Those pounds are not... Yeah. Like, it's it's a few pounds, but it's huge in the boxing game. So, for him to take that fight on and think he was going to win it, which, you know, some of the judges, I guess, thought he was close. Well, to that's, that. The final was 7-5. <laughs> I, I watched some... I watched it kind of on a side screen live, and I went back and watched the full fight. 8-4 at the minimum. It eight, was eight, probably 9-3. Yeah, it was, but, it was okay, 9-3. Yeah. It was 9-3. Because they, they gave Canelo the first four rounds. There's, There's no way he no won all four rounds. no way Canelo got the first four rounds. <laughs> yeah. Two, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maybe yeah, two. Yeah. But that's the thing with Canelo and the judges, man. He's always going to get I, those. Triple G fight one, the draw. I mean, One, the two. triple G one. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was a win and a draw, personally. But the win, 
I could see how you might have thought it was close. One of the judges had nine three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that said, it was. I mean, it was a calculation going up. He took on a challenge. He took on an unproven ish light heavyweight because you know he was undefeated, but we didn't really know what he was yeah. made of. And you look at his resume; it wasn't the biggest and brightest. But you mentioned it: the pounds and the difference. It was shots that put down people at lower weights. Totally. And Mavell was just walking right through and had an amazing jab, which Canelo the jab was unbelievable. Which Canelo yeah. really didn't have. No, he did not have the jab, and I think. I mean, Bivol's fantastic. He's been, his last few fights, unbeatable. And for that reason, he hasn't gotten a lot of big fights. People have been ducking him in the division, including Joe Davis, who has one of the belts there. And that's, mm-hmm. that's Bivol's goal is to get undisputed. And I think if he can do whatever he wants now. I mean, he can fight anybody. I mean, they could rematch for a lot more money. And I understand that from the sense that now he's going to get paid a lot more because he has the bargaining yeah. power, which I totally get. And he um, should be. And I, I think Canelo said he wants to reenact or enact the the rematch clause. Who knows if he does? Uh, who knows if he thinks he can win another fight? I mean, he kind of got... That was the first time I ever remember seeing Canelo get hit like that. He was on the ropes. He was taking a pounding it, in that He fight. looked... F- extremely frustrated in there. He was getting hit with big shots. And you see this too with boxers that go up with like Roy Jones Jr. You don't have the same speed and mobility. It's tough. It's it's almost a different sport. I, I bring this up with other athletes too. The one year, I know it's like he's not really, you know, his approval rating is not great, but when Ben Simmons gained like 30 pounds of muscle and then broke his foot right away, it's your body's not used yeah. to operating at this different size so quickly. So we'll see. I mean, I, I just think that all props go to Bivol who wins that fight, seems like a likable guy, you know. Yeah. Other um, than being Russian, yeah. They introduced him from being from California, which yeah, I thought was interesting. Yeah, of course, he's fighting out of California. Uh, no, it was, it was crazy. I think and it's huge. I mean, I love that Canelo is trying yeah. to do these things because yeah. boxing for the last 20 years yeah. has been a sport of people ducking fights. Exactly. And you're not getting the, the matchups you want. Recently, the last five years or so, it's, yeah, it's been gotten a different way better. story. But I think that's what boxing needs. You need people that want to fight the best and be the best. And Canelo has proven he's not afraid of anybody. No. So, I mean, it was it was a great fight. It was something that boxing needed. He's definitely not afraid. Uh, it's just another example of why weight classes do exist. Yeah. And I'm glad, like, the Usyk rumors were just, ru- like, that's never going to happen now. No. I mean, I think that Canelo, <laughs> Canelo probably a little bit from the Kovalev fight, you know. That was, I mean, until he finished him, that, that was going to go close to the judges. I think one yeah. of the judges actually had Kovalev winning at I mean, the time. So... Uh, and that was a guy on the way down. This is a guy clearly on the way up. And they're the same age. I wouldn't have thought. You think no. Canelo's like 38 now. He's still 31. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. He's been around so long. Um, still a lot to prove there. So you mentioned it before we went on. The pound-for-pound pound right rankings, Canelo was number one for a long time. I can't remember the last. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who it was run. before him. You know? He's down to four uh, with Bud Crawford one, in a way two, Earl Spence three, Tyson Fury rounds out the top five, followed by Usyk and Lomachenko, six and seven. Now, it's just so yeah. fascinating because Crawford's one, Spence is three. I want to start with those two. But the betting lines would slightly favor Spence in that fight. It's it's obviously a close line, but yeah. th- it's kind of fascinating how that works. Especially a guy coming off a pretty serious injury and has only yeah. had, what, two fights since then? I mean, I think that's the fight I want to see the most. Mm-hmm. clearly is is Bud and Spence go at it. Do you think Spence would be the betting favorite? I think it would be even. I think it would be one of the more even fights that you'd see. I feel like he would be. I feel yeah. like he'd be a slight favorite. And I'm only, and it's... it's At a slight favorite, would you want to take him? Because 
I'm never going to bet against Bud Crawford. That's dude. the thing. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. Bigger, I couldn't right, it. longer arms, I think. Yeah, like, just, yeah it's just going to be. brawler, man. The guy's a brawler. I mean, 38-0, no, 29 knockouts. 28 no 22 knockouts for Spence. I mean, you're you're nitpicking, and I also don't like to do the thing where in any sport where we're comparing how you beat someone. Totally, a win is a mistake in tennis. The yeah. year that Djokovic Nadal played in the Aussie Open final, it's like a couple years ago where it's like Nadal's killing everyone and Joker. Like he'll turn it on. It's you yeah. got to just throw how they went out <laughs> uh, in a way too. I mean, what he's doing in the bandweight division is is pretty scary. Un- untouchable, really. I I think. I mean, it, you talk about pound for pound. Like, I'll never say a heavyweight in this era is better than Tyson Fury. But my, my issue with the pound for pound is Usyk is so much lighter. Yep. I almost feel like he should be ahead of Fury on this list. But if they fought, I'm not going to pick against Tyson Fury, if that makes sense. Well, that's what's so weird about pound for pound is, like, is it the best fighter in the it's, world? I mean, it's yeah. I think it's so open for interpretation mm-hmm. for everybody. Like, oh, it's my like favorite skill fighter. Set. This is the best yeah. fighter. This is, you know, what's going on. This is what I like. And it's... To me, it's it's almost arbitrary, honestly, like the pound-for-pound pound list. It's cool to see, you know, it's cool that we have a shake-up here, yeah. but it's not like in tennis or other sports with a ranking system. Yeah. Like being at the top doesn't mean, to me at least, that you're the best <laughs> fighter of all. Can I, give you know? you my, can I give you my second dream? Everyone has the same dream fight, and even more than the heavyweight matchups because there's still a lot to shake out there, and we know the money in play. My, my second dream matchup, don't know if I'll we'll ever see it, is uh, Loma and Shakur Stevenson? Oh man, <laughs> I'd, honestly, I'd watch Loma fight anybody. But that's that division, though. That I guess lightweight, a little up, a little down. You could get some of the matchups where guys will step outside their comfort zone because it's only I should say only, but it's only a few pounds up, a few pounds. Yeah, it's down. only one or two divisions, like max two divisions. Yeah, and don't see your boy Tiafimo on this list anymore. Yeah. Not a <laughs> sad fall from. He's number one on his dad's list, though. Icarus, dude. He flew I saw. Too I close saw to his sun. dad's list. It's just him ten <laughs> times. <laughs> it's just him ten times. Um, Cambosis is fighting again, though, so we'll see how legit he is. I mean, that's yeah, that's the key. I think he's fighting at home, right? I think yeah, in, yeah. The yeah. schedule up is pretty nice. He's fighting uh, on June fourth back in Melbourne against Devin Haney. Pretty I like good. Haney too. Yeah, that's a good, that's fight. good fight. Haney's fun. Haney's great on Twitter too. Good Twitter follow. Uh, yeah, Boxing's just, in a good place, It man. is. And just to kind of just put a bow on it and tell you what the next couple fights are, Charlo's fighting this weekend uh, against Castano. Two guys with belts there. Uh, That's the good Charlo. The good Charlo, as, as, you, as you've alluded to. Javante <laughs> Davis is fighting uh, Memorial Day weekend against Rolando Romero uh, for a lightweight tank, yeah, title. He's another good, one man, in the mix. Yeah. I mean, he hits unbelievably hard. And then when we were all looking forward to, we might have to have you on before, but July 23rd, Saudi Arabia is the rematch. Usyk and Joshua. Do we think Usyk's going to fight, though, with everything going on? is He He got the exemption to train. Okay. So So he got the clearance from them to, like, okay, go train. And and I'm imagining with, like, an understanding that a lot of that money, because it's going to be paid insane, it's going to go back into, which totally understandable there. Huge fight, lots of complications. Ooh, the problem, good, the problem with this though, is that if Joshua wins, we know he's probably not going to give him that rematch, based on how the contracts are set up. Joshua and Ruiz, Joshua just beat him handily the second time, yeah. and then that was it. You know, I just don't That's know the what's game next. Of boxing, yeah. I mean, but if Usyk wins, Joshua has clearly been dealt with, and then it's Fury Usyk, and all roads kind of lead to that. I would think. Yeah, I think isn't Eddie Hearn his uh, AJ's. Yeah. Promoter. I mean, Eddie Hearn's not afraid of doing rematches, too. That's no, I actually, like. I mean, some people don't. I, I understand the game of being promoting is you're going to kind of not be liked and you're going to have to, you know, 
take yeah. it on fall on the shield a lot of times. I actually like Eddie Hearn for that regard, what you just said. Totally, man. He'll make the fights. He makes uh, the fights. He backs his fighters. And he's not afraid to deal with the Bob Arums of the world. You no. Know, he, he'll go across to fight a PBC He'll put fighter. fighters that he like, has relationships with both, like Bevel yeah. Canelo. Like Canelo, he's doing the promotion. and you know, uh, yeah, no. I like Eddie Hearn's great, man. I know the other thing on uh, on uh, Saturday Combat Sports was the UFC card and one of the best finishes for Michael Chandler. I just love Chandler because every oh. one of his fights are fun. He's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time. He's oh in his mid thirties. Oh man, that was was that the first front kick KO ever? Um, I mean, I I, I know I've been watching UFC a while, not as long as some, so there probably was one. I can't remember one, at least not on a pay per view platform like that. Um, you know, doesn't seem like the end for Tony Ferguson, but every one of Chandler's wow, fights man. are fun. Yeah, they're all they're <laughs> all great to watch. They're all it's all something different. Spare a thought for for Tony Ferguson, El Kakui. That guy is nuts. He's insane. He is He's insane. He's a great fighter to watch. You just take too much damage, it adds up. We see it in that, boxing that one too. Was bad. Yeah. Seeing like Chuck Liddell talk to him after the fight and he was zoned out like I mean, yeah, that was a standing and that's from a guy that doesn't normally do that. So So yeah, just Unbelievable. I mean, who do we want to see Chandler fight next? Well, here, here's where we. <laughs> I mean, I could just say Conor McGregor because that'd be everybody's a fun calling out Conor. Fun. Everyone it's called the out money Conor, fight. Yeah. It's what Conor said. Red panty night. Like you, you know, you're yeah. great if you get him. <laughs> Conor, I don't, and I like watching him fight. I don't believe anything he says online or even in person because yeah. he'll say he wants this, he wants that. If he goes up to 170, it's not going to go well for him. He's not big enough to fight. Kamara Usman or Colby Covington, I don't he believe that. He does look that. pretty big, though, now, man. Who knows what is... Yeah, but that, if he's weight really classes big again. Just, like, Kamara yeah. Usman is, like, he's scary big. Yeah. But at 155, and I do think it's a little unfair that he could just fall right back into the title picture without is having to win. Is it unfair? I mean, he's Connor, man. I he, know, but... He, he brought I, so many he eyes did. to the it's sport. Fair, it's fair, but he's coming off of a lot of losses or a lot of, you know... Yeah, so that's I mean, where I'm at. That's but, what's crazy so about that's his why career. I would say Chandler, because that's a good fight. It's not a title fight. Those yeah. two guys fight. It'll be hell fun. And then if if Conor wins, okay, you, you deserve it now. Fight for the title. Would they fight at 170? I think it's got to be 55 for the for that division. And I don't think it would be that hard for Conor to cut weight and get there. Like, he looks big now, but he's not in training camp. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't know what his plans are. I mean, Olivero looks like the greatest. I mean, I thought Khabib was as good of a champion, like pound for pound. He was the guy. Yeah. John Jones, but he was always getting into trouble. But... Olivera, what he's doing is insane, and I saw a, uh, I think it was like a UFC boxing writer, I, I don't even remember which sport, say the crazy thing about him is he takes so much damage in these early fights, he's not afraid, his jiu-jitsu is so good that no one will go on the ground with him, so he's giving himself like a standing eight count, Yeah, because he takes damage, goes down, Gaethje, you saw it with him, nothing he, to do because with it, yeah. this guy is a black belt. I mean, that's totally. scary. And he literally, and he finishes them fun. He does exactly what he says, rocks them, gets their back, chokes them out. He's the greatest <laughs> fighter without a belt right now. I know. <laughs> I'm half a pound. I mean, I understand it's a professionalism thing. Like, you have weight to make, you didn't. But the scale thing, there's some controversy. And you'd think it's, if you're, an, yeah. I don't know how close he was within the hour. Because you'd think that in an hour, like, if you're a pound off, you can just lose it by dehydrating yourself or something unless he came in a pound overweight and that was what he used for that yeah i don't man but he's he's scary and i don't think mcgregor would match up well with him or i mean who like he's gone through every great champ unless you can get khabib out of retirement which isn't gonna happen no unless you could fight island and they pay him a hundred million dollars i think even then dude i think (laughs) when his father passed i think he decided to to lock it down and that's he doesn't need the money 
He saves it. He lives as like a farmer, basically. Yeah, he said he was his whole life he start he was hurting people, and now he wants to love people. Well, uh, 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 is the guy Islam? His the new yeah. guy is probably the only guy left for Oliveira to fight before he's got to start laughing people. Islam's really good, man. A little boring, I will say, yeah. but but Oliveira, man, it's nuts because he was not this good two years ago, and now it's like he's the greatest. You know, he transformed himself. So props wow. to him, man. Uh, Ian Dunn here on the Money Mitch Effect. Well, that was a good little combat sports recap. Um, before we get to some other things and, like, what's happening currently, I know you're monitoring the basketball playoffs. Yeah. And it's been it's been fascinating, to say the least. But I think my biggest, my biggest concern is I don't know that the officiating is leaving a lot of confidence in, in some casual fans, which you're, I'll put myself in. You're calling that officiating. It's I'll also the review thing. Fire. It's also the review thing, which I'll give the officials a, a pass on that regard. When you have a system in place where no one really knows what the challenge, what can be challenged, how much long you're supposed to take, and all this stuff. I mean, I, I have a, uh, and it's it's going across in like hockey, and you see baseball umpiring having these issues too. Yeah. So it's not just the basketball, but it hasn't gotten any better. Is my point. Basketball seems to get it wrong all the time, or it takes too long, mm-hmm. or nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. It's hard because there are so many calls. There's so many things that happen in a basketball game compared to a baseball game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a faster pace. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. To be a referee. Yeah. To be an umpire. To be, you know, any of that. But what do you think about the code? Like, the <laughs> <laughs> I just think they can be better. Yeah. I don't know how you make them better. Yeah. Um, it, the game's not going to slow down for them. No. You know? I. I mean, I don't even know what's a charge or a block anymore. Still, I'll give to uh, this day. I'll give props to my dad who had the suggestion when watching football. He's like, we need younger refs. You can't have 60-year-old guys running up and down the court of the field, oh, which man. it seems like there is. Because these athletes are too big and strong yeah, and too fast. too big, too strong, too fast. So youth might be the way to go. Get faster, more in shape people that can keep up with the pace of play as best they can. Get people from the G League that you know are never going to make the NBA. Train them into, them into refs. Yeah. That's a good idea. Solution. Ref school. <laughs> ref yeah. school. Yeah, ref school. <laughs> Valedictorian. The Ed Hockley School for Refereeing. Yeah, bench press this, and then you're <laughs> good to go. Uh, well, what what's caught your eye so far as we're midway through, I think, the second round now, a little more past midway through? For me, I mean, most of my friends are Sixers fans, so I've been hearing a lot of Sixers talk. When they, you know, when they signed Harden, we're going to win the title. How long did that last? Because it's pretty record time even for James Harden. Ooh. <laughs> it was a solid, like, two and a half weeks. But then it came back because he had one good half. Great, great <laughs> half, and I didn't hear the end of it. And and then we're recording this after game five. Yeah. Here I he mean, is again. It's tough because Embiid's hurt. You know, he's not at full mm-hmm. full capacity to be the Joel Embiid we all know and love. It's, they, it's kind of a weird, a weird year in the East. It's a very weird year. Um, just on the Sixers' thoughts, they traded a lot for a guy who's – not shown consistently he's going to be in shape. Players like that don't really age the best, so I don't think he ever gets back to his level. But also, when has he ever won a title? He's got a lot of clunkers even when he was in his prime, when he was winning MVPs in the playoffs. So that's why... He's almost CP3, man. He's just got a history of losing. I get that that Simmons was like a net loss, and you had to get him out of there. But, I mean, they traded away Curry, a few other pieces. like It's just in draft picks. They almost didn't trust the process anymore. Yeah. 
they gave up on that whole thing and they went after their their whale. The heater, the heater, fascinating to me too because they're just a. I mean, Jimmy Butler's, I'd say great, but not like great, great. So, but they have a, but they have a. Everyone, everyone calls sure. it heat culture. It's depth. It's defense. Is that enough to win a title? And it's Eric, Eric Spolstra. Too. Spolstra, for I sure. I mean, I think Spolstra is underrated. My somehow. cop out. My cop out answer is in sports. If you have a team structure like that. More often than not, it's not good enough to win a title. Yeah. But you're in the mix, and if the breaks happen, you're Caroline Wozniacki at the Australian Open, where, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where you keep yourself in shape. And hey, I'm here. You got to give you yourself know? the chances for sure. I, I don't know. I weren't how close were the Heat to beating the Lakers? I mean, they made the, the it was bubble. Game six. They made the and, bubble, and, but final. they they overachieved for sure. It was weird. I don't want to call it a Mickey Mouse title, but. I think well, things happened. Kind of was things. Things happened in there that were probably not sustainable for oh, the Heat. For sure. Going, you know, long term, and and it's so weird to have a playoff after a, such a layoff. Like, I mean, I think it helped an old team like the Lakers, and yeah. you know, um, that's a good point. Yeah, but I, I just think that I mean, the Cel- everyone looks at Celtics Bucks as like, okay, is this really like the Eastern Conference Finals? Which it's not. They got to beat you know Heat or Sixers in the next round, but you have. The team that finished the Eastern Conference the best in Boston, like the second half of the season, they were the best team, and the defending champ with the best player in the world. Yeah, I think Milwaukee would be up three one if Middleton was playing because I think that they've been they've had a chance to basically win. Or I think Game Two they were down big but got it close. But losing a guy like Chris Middleton really hurts them. Yeah, but the the honest factor, man. Just, he's a, he's a he not just a freak. He's a bully out there. I mean that in a good way. Like he's. He'll take he's you to the post alien, and dude. work you out. He, he doesn't play basketball. He's playing a different sport. It's just like two dribbles from, from half I, court to get to the basket. With the Middleton injury, and I like Drew Holiday too. He's like a throwback. I like guys that play defense and attacking on both sides. With the Middleton injury, I don't want to say it's an excuse, but it's like a look. We're going all out. We want to win the title. We'll be disappointed if we don't. But it gives them the, okay, if we don't, we'll regroup next year yeah, and maybe their problem. run is like the spurs where they're not winning back to back but they're in the mix for the next six years and win three you know well now that we're sort of past the the lebron era of making the finals every single year mm-hmm. i think it's going to open up four other dynasties to come through like that on in the I east just, and yeah in the west. and maybe the best thing is no dynasties like you have a, a solid team but group of teams in the mix you know like i think the only pressure this year in the playoffs the real pressure is the phoenix suns because they have yeah. a team that is not, I mean, Chris Paul's 37. Aiton's got contract things coming up. Ownership's never been. Their window's with closing that. for sure. So they're the team with the most pressure. Dallas, it's, I mean. Dallas Luke, is happy to be Luke there. Luka looks great. They can do things with their roster. Jalen Brunson can get better. Yeah. Um, you know, Memphis, I, I know even before Ja got hurt, now they're they're done. But but they're, they're ahead of schedule. You know, in Golden State, this was like the, hey, we're back here. They're gonna, the Golden State's issue just on them is that Jordan Poole's contract, he's playing amazing, and it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. Which is how it should be. I mean, I know we'll get to baseball in a second, but, like, <laughs> the top seven teams in baseball are, like, the highest payroll teams. Yeah. You know, I like that there's, like, a math game to this. I like the the pair. I mean, going back to what you were saying about no dynasties, do you do you think that's good for the game? I think it's great for the fandom when more when, when more I say, fans can get titles. Yeah, over when 10 I years. say no dynasty, I don't mean like obviously. I, I think it's good to have teams that are consistently good, yeah. but I like that the outcome changes. You know, I like that there's like let's use Milwaukee for the example, just because they won last year. 
if they're in the conference final like four years in a row, but they only end up with two rings, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. You see Milwaukee there, but you don't want the end result to necessarily be the same. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that know? a lot. I think that's great. I hope it happens, and I think we're sort of on that way since we don't – the NBA, I think the quality of basketball player is the highest it's ever been. I think each team has multiple uh, Offensive skill, players. yes. Offensive I, I would skill. Pure offensive skill, 100%. Scoring the basketball. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I would agree with that. And I want to see these guys like John Morant, like my, my other favorite player this year was Anthony Edwards. Love him. Oh, yeah. I want to see those guys stay for a while. And if they move teams, that's fine. That's all right. But – I don't want to see the hard end like every year. I want to see like play, you know, six, seven, eight years. If you make one move, it's a big move. And then that's where you're, yeah. you know, uh, I, I like the fact that, you know, we're kind of building something. And teams that have built something, the Golden State Warriors, even the Boston Celtics, these are a lot of homegrown guys on their team, Smart, yeah. Brown, and Tatum. They're having success. So it's, I think it's good to reward that. So what do you think is going to happen this year? Are you taking Bucks, uh, Celtics? Uh, Okay, that's the hardest. I do think that the, the so, Eastern I champion think the comes Suns, from that I series. think the Suns get to the final for sure um, because I do think Golden State has some – Has I'm not, You're not, I'm not quite there State, yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's funny because I did my, like, NBA spiel of, like, three or four teams every year can win the title back in, like, February, and my three were Milwaukee, Houston, Golden State. There you go. But Boston was the one that's – and, I, you know, I will, I will admit, like, this was harder this year, which is good. Yeah. Boston came out, you know – uh, Dallas, if they make a run, uh, I would say Phoenix gets their pressure on desperate team. They did the Phoenix thing last night where they just have an amazing quarter and, you know, it's a close game, but then it looks like, you know, you lost by 20. It's almost like what Golden State used to do with their yeah. great teams, yeah. like be close till half and then third quarter, they come out and score 45 points in the quarter. I'm going to go Milwaukee to, I'll do a finals rematch. Finals rematch. I think, I think Milwaukee Boston winner goes to the final and even with Middleton out, I'm going to ride with Giannis. I think Boston is getting there. Tatum's probably a top 10 player, but I think he needs – I think they, they can kind of tweak it. He, they can improve. I think they're quite there. They also don't really have yeah. a point guard too, which is weird. Marcus Smart plays point guard, but he doesn't really dribble the ball that well. I'll take Bucks again for sure because yeah. the Giannis factor. Yeah, he's amazing. Guy is otherworldly. Every time I see him play, it's like just a different sport altogether. I don't think the Suns are going to make the finals. Wow. So who does it then? Dallas win two straight against them? Possible. Luka. Wow. So he's going to win two straight. I mean, I like Luka. I, I didn't two like... Two huge Luka games coming. Just don't flop like he did the last game. Like that, <laughs> there's like... And that's just not him, but like snapping the head back when you're not hit. I get it. Isn't he still only 21 too? I yeah, mean, that's the thing. The NBA is great and young right now. So it's much good young talent. It is. It's good. Well, hey, I hope I hope that happens. It'd be nice to see be fun, yeah. something there. Uh, Ian Dunn on the Money Mitch effect. A couple of things before we wrap up here. Uh, you know, you're, you're a unabashed... Tampa Bay Bucks fan. How yeah. do you feel about your quarterback just making more money in a post <laughs> post NFL life than his seven Super Bowl career is still going? Yeah, he's making he's going to make more money post career than Jameis Winston got paid to not play for the Bucks. At least he needs the money though. You know that's the last thing I keep thinking. Ten years, three hundred and eighty mil. Three eighty. That's a lot of money. That's for a guy we, money. who's never even called a game before. Which I know he breaks down film and he'll study. Well, he was on the the Manning cast. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, Brady's, Brady's, his brand is at an all-time well, high right I, now. Because I've heard the argument that, you know, these salaries for player, like, 
these salaries for broadcasters are going up and you know going out of control. It's oddly enough the same thing you hear about the athlete salaries, you're yeah. about broadcast salaries. And I've heard some people, good friends, say, you know, we'd watch the games regardless of who calls it, which is true. But you're getting the brand. Like it's totally. not even as much about the anal it's not as much about the analysis. It's you're getting the Brady brand. And I think that my I've heard that the same thing from all my friends too. Like I'm not tuning in to hear Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I'm not tuning into Monday Night Football just to hear those guys. But I think people would tune in to hear Brady. People tuned in to the the Manning cast. Casual people, not even football fans. They I mean, know who Tom Brady the is. The female members in our family walk by and see him. They wow. oh, it's Tom Brady. And I would also just add one other thing. Yes, you're, you don't really care who the broadcast is, good, a good broadcast, whatever, but you know the difference between a bad one. Totally. And we hear it all the time online. You hear it. I mean, we all hear. All I hear. So just preserving that it's not a bad broadcast is probably good enough. Well, I think that's why ESPN shelled out the money for Monday Night Football for they, Joe they, Buck. They'd kind of whiffed and not gotten ideal returns. Well, so they're like, you know what? For we're, five yeah, years, yeah. they were dealing with, you know, once uh, – Gruden left. Mm -hmm. Their teams, they did. They were not having... Gruden, Tarico, and then Tarico was kind of on the way out. Gruden, and then, Tarico yeah. is one of my yeah, favorite teams. it was good. I thought that was fantastic. They both knew what they were trying to do. Gruden, I mean, other than being not a great human, so, is a great football coach. So next great year, football mind. So, I still just love Roger Goodell <laughs> saying, like, you assaulted all these classes of people and me. <laughs> um, that was great. But no, it's so the broadcast teams next year, or not next year because Brady's still waiting, but it's going to be Brady and... Well, we'll see how long he plays, but Brady, Kevin Burkhead, right, is, are yeah, the Fox Burkhart, guys. Yeah. Burkhart. Um, then it's going to be. So it's going to be. It's going to be Greg Olson this year, I think. Greg Olson, he's good. I like Greg Olson. Greg Olson's not bad. He's not Tom Brady. No, he's not. He's not bad. No, uh, it's going to be on uh, ESPN. The Buck and Aikman move over. Yeah. It, uh, Al Michaels left NBC, right? So he's going to be Amazon with Herb Street, who's calling NFL games. It'd be weird. He did a good job when they brought him in, but it's going to be a lot to you know. He, I just. Is it going to be Tarico and Collinsworth? Mm -hmm. so I don't mind that. I mean, there are people that don't like Collinsworth. I'm a little iffy. I, I love Tarico though. I think Tarico's. I think Collinsworth thing is he's kind of. It, it almost sounds like a cadence with him, like not just the way, not just how he sounds, but like he kind of does have the same like shtick almost. But I well, think he's he becoming knows more and more like a caricature of himself. And Brady, well, the thing with like Nance and Romo, and I know people have started to sour a little on Romo, but I think maybe. The hype was a little overblown at first, but I do think he's a great broadcaster. I think it always helps when you're fresh out because yeah. you are so close to what's currently going on. The game just evolves so much. Totally. I mean, there, there'll be a time in the next five, six years where Romo does not know what he's talking about. Yeah. You know, he'll call a play that doesn't happen. Yeah. And it'll be like, Because football changes. I mean, every I three, four years... It changes, yeah. maybe even less. Or he'll be bitter about losing in golf to Marty Fish. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love Romo. I think yeah. Romo and Nance are, are amazing. It's just, it's interesting all the money going to to announcing teams like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm definitely not going to be tuning into Monday Night Football more because of, no. I'm probably going to tune into it less and listen to Manning Cast more, honestly. I mean, that's what I did last year. And I don't know that that really fully changes, but. It's such a different experience, too. Like, if my, if my team is playing on Monday Night Football, exactly. I'm watching the normal. Exactly. Then you hit it on the head. If I if it's a casual game, Manning Cast is perfect. It's, it's spot. Put if it on in the background. Fan, yeah, watch cool. the game. Hear the cool guests. See it's who like they're talking to. It's like you're sitting to. in the room with these guys just, like, and they're breaking down legit things. And making that are fun of each other. Yeah. Eli's giving you the finger. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah, it's just, great. Just ripping on, you know, big brother, little brother dynamic. <laughs> 
Uh, before we wrap up, baseball thoughts, Braves, seven games back, not been ideal with the Mets streaking. It's It's been a tough start to the year, the World Series hangover. That's right, you heard it, the World Series hangover. And it, that's, uh, it is, that's different than your normal hangovers. Nor- right? Yeah, different yeah. from a normal hangover. Yeah, right. I think the Braves over the last four or five years after 40 games were have been under 500 for like the last three or four years. So they're, they're slow starters to begin with. I think with the... The long year for them, the less spring training time, and the huge for the first week of all the home games, it was rings, it was celebrations, it was all that. So I don't think the Braves have really had a chance to congeal. I think they're a really good baseball team. And just like every other year, I'm not buying the Mets' success. How could you? They get hurt every year. The rotation falls out. I remember forever it was Syndergaard, Mats, and DeGrom. And they were going to – how could anybody beat these three guys? And then, you know, by June or July every year, two of those dudes are out. Or they're getting, or, or Syndergaard's yeah, the, getting. Now the Mets are much better than. Or they Degrom's were last getting year. the worst support in yeah. MLB history. Degrom's given up one run every five games and somehow zero and four. You're like, what? <laughs> Unbelievable. So I mean, for the for the sake of baseball, I hope those guys stay healthy, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't believe in in Lindor anymore. I, I don't think he's as good as he was when he was on Cleveland. He's not loved by everybody. Oh, he's loved by nobody. Now. Yeah, you t- that's hey, that's your right. Take the money, get paid, make all that. Now you have that's more pressure. Happens, yeah. Yeah, you're, not you in, you're not in Kansas anymore. Um, so, like, the Phillies don't scare me at all. Bryce Harper used to be, like, the pain, the thorn in my side. But the Phillies don't scare me at all. Their bullpen's a mess. I, You know, I, I think that it's a good approach to have the season so long. I mean, seven games back now is definitely make-upable, even if it's a wild-card situation. With how good the Dodgers have been and, and the Braves, you know, NLCS the last couple of years, getting in, knowing how to win big games, it's just a totally different beast. Just You just have to get to the playoffs and be playing good baseball. I mean, mm-hmm. last year the Braves were under 500. Didn't get over 500 till August 8th. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a long, that's a lot of baseball to not be over 500. It's not. So I'm not going to be, maybe if this was last year and I hadn't had a title in my back pocket, like, mm-hmm. I'd be a little worried. It's funny how the the rich seem to be doing the best with all the high payroll teams killing it. Obviously, Dodgers, Mets, Padres. Except for the Red Sox. Except for the Red Sox. Man. Who beat the Braves yesterday. So, I mean, it's weird. I don't – there needs to be some sort of – Story that bad? Like, I don't I don't know what's going on there. Like, I don't, I don't understand why Boston can't – I mean, the pitching's been bad for a long time, right? The pitching is not great. But I think they've also got a lot of guys in contract. They had Trevor Story, and then he just doesn't do anything. Yeah. But I mean, they were trying to cut deals with Devers and with Xander Bogarts, mm. but both of those guys, <clears throat> they didn't sign the deal. So and I Mook, mean, after what they saw with Mookie, maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, totally. No, I, I think. I mean, even the Angels are doing well, which is which that's is fun. That's good fun for baseball. To see. Finally, we get to see Trout and Shohei. Like we went to a game together. We saw him pitch. It was great. Yeah. That's good for baseball. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Rendon hit a left-handed home run last night. Yeah. <laughs> I used I to hate like, Rendon when he was on the Nats, but yeah. that guy just rakes, man. He's so good. Well, did you see uh, my guy Naylor hit the Grand Slam? And did you see yeah. the fan video of him walking into the dugout? Totally. Just go, like he's about to have a seizure. <laughs> I was getting worried, man. Like, you know, big guys can't be moving like that. 
no, but I mean, it's good. We're, we're, we're early enough into the season where a lot can happen, but we're starting to see some storylines. Um, so I think it's good. And I think the baseball season is going to really take off from here. Yeah, we're starting to get into the dog days of summer. Everything's going to get heat, you know, heated up. It's going to be good. It's it's sort of the home stretch where we're in. This is sort of a great time of the year for sports. Absolutely. You got hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs. Dude, LA Kings, baseball. let's go. LA is tequila, back. Tequila, tequila challenge. challenge. Is back. I'm three in. I'm going more. <laughs> I was not expecting it. To, I was expecting one shot, well on three. But yeah, it, it's great. It's it's gone well. Uh, can't can't hate on my LA Kings doing well too much. Uh, last thing, I need French Open winners. Podcast oh, needs to yeah. know if you're if you're buying the hype Ooh. train of the of the kid. All right, let me let's do ladies first, so I can think about if I want to go for Alcaraz. Okay, all right. So <laughs> Iga is like the safest, smartest choice. I'm not even gonna like. I'll give you a final. Okay, just not knowing where the draw is. Right, 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 right. I really think that owns Jabur has a shot to make the final. You know I'm on the owns train. You know I have stock. We're both sitting pretty with our positions. We've she's had offers been unreal. to sell. She's almost taken the spot of on clay. She's the 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 famous question of like gun to your head, like life's in danger, beating ego one match. Obviously your life's in really real trouble if yeah, that's done something you. wrong with your like, life. Like it's not gonna probably go well. <laughs> like you're probably gonna die. But it's probably ons on clay. Yeah, I mean in right now match. it would be ego in any match. Yeah. That's who I'd pick. On clay, though, if you're thinking of people that could beat her consistently, you know, Halep's got a lot of, like, odd favorite. It's like the name value. Yeah. I do think she's playing well. Again, we have she's to see She's not back to being, pr- like, premium Halep, though. But there's nobody. I mean, Krejcikova won the final. She hasn't played. Yeah. You Sabalenka's know. got serving issues. Who knows if she's going to show Zachary, semifinalist. But, like, can we count on her? She did look good today, though. But yeah, I mean, you you got to go Iga. So Iga Ons is good. Like Iga Ons final would be great. Better Ons than Pavlyuchenkova, who yeah. hasn't played since the French Open last year. You get Ash Barty out of retirement like Rocky Five. Hopefully. I mean, that's that's a crazy story of her. Uh, it's almost coinciding like she almost knew Iga was going to be this good. The craziest part to me will always be that I mean, Ash voluntarily left the ranking system. Ego would have passed her. Yeah, she she needed to win that tournament <laughs> she, to become number one, and she won the tournament to become number one. Apex She's Predator. Great. Apex Predator. All right, so, so the I'll men, go Ega. Ega owns so finals, what I'm hoping. First thing for men's side, is it just a three-horse race? That's it? We're chopping the field off? Because I think it, it might be three-and-a-half-horse race. I'd add Sitsipas to long I'll, shot. I'll give it, I'll give it a four-horse race. Sitsipas? I think you have okay. to throw Sitsi in there just because he made the final and he was a set away and from winning. Alcaraz is not going to be top four by the time of it, so he could be in the quarter of, in theory, we hope it doesn't happen, oh. but could happen. And and we don't know what Alcaraz can do long-term now that he's the guy. He's got pressure on him. He's got you and know, it, a target and it, on his back. Best of five. Best of five. Yeah, exactly. So how are you going to bet against Joker and Rafa in best of five on on Parisian clay? When those guys have you know gone to battle for so many years, yeah. Rafa has won has lost what two matches there, three matches, two. He lost Soderling in 09. Three. Joker beat him twice. Joker beat him twice. Yeah. There you go. It's crazy. That's pretty good, man. I so the odds right now. I haven't looked this morning, but yesterday it was plus like one forty ish for Nadal, plus two hundred for Alcaraz, plus two seventy five for Joker. I kind of wow. like Joker at that value. I don't hate Joker Redemption Tour. Man. Here's the here's the other thing. He's he's building up, hasn't had match play. In that Alcaraz match, 
it was great, phenomenal. Alcaraz won it, deserved it, no question. I kind of felt like there's more, there's more levels for Joker to get to. Like, you know what I mean? And you could say that with Nadal. Nadal's only thing for me is health. Like, if he's, yeah. if he's, and he'll never That's admit it. Thing, he'll yeah. never admit it. He's a proud guy. He doesn't want to give an excuse or take away from the other moment, other player's moment. But there could be an injury concern with Nadal that if he's not fully there. Well, he's never, the foot's never going to heal. He said the foot's going to give him pain every single day. I don't day. want a foot shame, but he does have a weird, like when the shoe comes off or bandages, he's got yeah, a lot of miles on there. Just a ton. I mean, so many matches he's played in his career. It's a brutal, like you, you the see the picture of the, you see the picture of tennis player hands, like the Joker, like they're, it's well, Hands like, and feet, you don't want any part of those. Those are, that's no. not good. No. I think I would still have Djokovic over Alcaraz as a favorite. Okay. I'd go Rafa, Joker, Alcaraz, Sitsi. I think Sitsipas can do it. I mean, he hasn't looked like the Sitsipas of last year. I mean, sure, he won Monte Carlo. This I would year. say he can do it if he if he can't go through all three. If it could it could be a scenario where he only has to play two, or maybe he needs, even he one. needs to avoid two of three. He can't okay. go through two. Well, of them that's to gonna win be it. tough. But well, who knows? That's the thing. Could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Could Alcaraz happen. taking this week off in Rome. You know, it's kind of it's one thing. For a later discussion, but just the schedule of tennis with all these masters back to back. Like I, this, I get like, it, but this is like the this is the premium time, you know. Like, yeah. and, and Rafa has had, had no problem playing all these when he's healthy and gearing his season up. And no, I get it. It's, it's true. It's, but, I mean, it, and look at the crowds in the Rome. Kid. I mean, yeah. it's like the best crowds in all well, tennis. It's the first time they've been back since 2019. I mean, they were there last so, year, but it was 60 percent capacity. I guess so. I kind of like Djokovic. Is that weird to say? It's not weird to say at all because he's looked good, you know, ever since the first few matches he played were iffy at best, losing in Monte Carlo to Fokina. He, he looked good against Alcaraz, yeah. man. He looked like the he old did. Joker. He's looked, he's looked good this week so far in the one match he's played. So He's also a computer that I think will take that loss, look at the tape, and be like, okay. And he's never been this fresh in his life. He's never had this few, yeah. you know, this few tennis Kid wins it, though. Alcaraz wins the French Open. It's like, uh-oh, here we are. I mean, I'm already at full-blown phenom. This kid is the next. He's not the next Rafa. He's the first Alcaraz, you know? He's that's, 10 plus majors for sure. It like, that's what like, he looks like yeah. right now. And I don't think, I think a lot of us in the tennis industry haven't felt that way no. in a long time. Nadal is still the greatest teenager of all time. Yeah. Like, what he did at this age was insane. But Alcaraz is the best since then at this age for sure. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So. I mean, and. If he wins it, man, it's going to be wild. It's going to be uh, – he has a legitimate chance right now to be number one by the end of the year. So I'm just – he's like fourth in the rankings to the live to the end of the year ranking. Second year right, right now. Second, Second wow. in the race to, to Torino. Just give us them in four different quarters. Can we get that? That's all I want, right? It should just be round robin like the <laughs> ATP finals. Just make them play over and over again. Best, Best of five dude, matches. We how fun would like a series be? That'd like be great. Be like the Champions Tour. Come on. Yeah. We're fighting out there. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, man. So I'll, I'll, but to give you my picks. Okay. For the final, Rafa Alcaraz in the final. Rafa wins. Stunts, stunts the, the growth. I think it's in four sets, not in five. Okay. Fourth set tiebreak. But I'm rooting for Alcaraz. Yeah, I know you are. Big time. I would say... I don't think Joker makes the semis. The crew, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you there. 
Who, I mean, who would beat him? That's the thing. You got to beat him. Someone has to do it. I think if the crowd is against him, Joker is the guy that's like raises the level, comes up clutch. Like yeah. that's not going to phase him. I'll just um, be happy to be playing Grand Slam tennis. I'm sure. Amazing. Well, Ian, this has been fun. Thanks for joining me here. Thank you, Money Mitch. Thanks for having me. Ian Dunn on the Money Mitch Effect. You can find the full podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect. It comes right up. Tell a friend. Tell everyone about this show. Do it. Do it indeed. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. We will be back next week. More podcasts on sports. For Ian Dunn, I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Thank you for listening. Keep enjoying sports.